Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Rand. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? Uh, we missed last week. We took a vacay. Took we a did vacay. miss last week. Yeah. It was a comedy of errors. I had to cancel on Tuesday, and then Jordan had to cancel on Wednesday. It happened. And then I couldn't do Thursday. And then, yeah, and then we, we were going to do it on Saturday without Jordan, and I got sick. All I'm hearing is excuses. You know, yeah. this is a sports podcast, and if I'm a coach, I'm not hearing any of this. Yeah, I've always, like, here's the thing. Excuses aren't always bad excuses. I feel like we had a number of You know, your enemies won't believe excuses. them, and your friends don't need them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like sometimes your friends will appreciate them if you're like, I was late because somebody hit my car. Well, yeah, but you're a liar, Joel. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> well. That got real personal. Look, Joel, man, Joel. if you want to make this team, I want to see you running steps every morning, 5.30 a.m. That's how you podcast better. But, Coach, I only have one leg. <laughs> see, this is how you build character. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you and build. And this is also how you build a podcast character, because now it's canon within the narrative of the podcast that Joel only has one leg. Joel yeah. Hopsy Anderson. Right, exactly. I don't know what you mean, canon and all that. I do only have one leg. I know. He likes That's his beer like he likes characters. to get around. Hoppy. Hoppy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What do we got in the podcast today? Well, we have a fantastic one. We've got a fella by the name of Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> yep. That's- Tide Pods. Uh, yeah. He apparently was messing around with a trophy that a lot of people care a whole lot about. Put yeah. a little dent in The it. Vince Lombardi Dude. Trophy. Vince, Vince Lombardi, Lombardi trophy. trophy. Yep. Vinny Lombardo. They took yeah. it to the Red Sox, the Fenway Park, to show off their trophy. Yep. And they touched the Red Sox trophy. Ooh. And their trophies touched each other. Look out. And then he was screwing around with it and bunting, and apparently he dented it. Yeah. Well, now he left his mark on history. That's how many championships (laughs) Boston has. They dented their Super Bowl trophy, and everyone's like, nah, you know. Yeah, that's right. We got the four other ones. There would be a ritual suicide in Detroit or Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Right. As Brown dented the trophy? (laughs) The one trophy. Right. It like took them so long to get this. For them, it's like they line them all, because I did see this on a news report, like they showed them all lined up and one was dented. It's just sort of like, yeah. <laughs> how it's, cute. It's, it's yeah. like a funny little it's thing. an excellent story. Uh, we'll cute, tell our kids. It's like the circle the differences game at the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, a this photo one's hunt. got a dent. Right, and this girl's bra is different than that one. That's what yeah, photo hunt looks you like played in the, the bar. Yeah, I know you played. You the probably played photo the dirty hunt. one. Didn't They're you? all steamy photo hunts these days. Really, it all brings of them? in the more money. The bars are looking out for the money. Yeah. All right. We also have a. Uh, do we have a wide world of sport? You're goddamn right, we do. And news, news, news. But first, Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Johnny Manziel update, watch update. Brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs in a manzel today. And unbranded batteries. Does that have a negative and positive side? We don't know because we tried to get unbranded batteries. Johnny Manziel, only player who openly wants to play in the XFL. Whoa. Semicolon. Says he's Johnny for life. 
Subheadline: wow. If you want an autograph from Manzel, just walk the Sunset Strip around 2 a.m. on weekdays. <laughs> oh, uh, so you're talking about John Manzel? Yeah, uh, I believe or, it's John. Or am time. I? I think Joel disseminated some fake news. Fake news. I'm a real estate guy. It's fake news. Uh, when we last left our hero Johnny Football, he had given inspirational advice to his fellow AAF players after the league went slide whistle bankrupt. He'd also gone on the Dan Patrick Show and insisted that he was now going by John as part of his ongoing maturation process which all along had the same rationale as a little kid who gets a bike and a summer job and thinks he can live all on his own now, Mom. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm John now. Things are different. Have I been duped? <laughs> the trusted voice of Dan Patrick? Well, it wasn't Dan Patrick who said it. It was well, Danica sure. Patrick. No, it was it was Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Those oh, it was two Johnny should Manziel. get married. Yeah, right? they really should. Dan and Danica Patrick. Regardless of their other relationships. Dan Patrick status. is a family man with three kids. Uh, well, now it's the off season for Manziel. Wait, wait. Well, most of the last few years have been the off season yeah. for sure. Manziel. To be fair, but during off these career, yeah, <laughs> maybe better than off season. But during these non-football uh, slash football training periods, our most reliable news source on Manziel comes from his weekly check-ins with TMZ oh, when he's leaving clubs in Los Angeles. Yeah. About like once oh, a week. TMZ is, you know, parked out of clubs, you know, out in like West Hollywood or whatever. That's and where they, they get their news. Yeah. And they Johnny Manziel comes out and they're like, hey, oh, Johnny, Johnny. And these ad hoc press conferences usually involve a photographer acting the role of reporter. Yep. As Manziel and his John Taraj get into their vehicle. So first they asked him about playing in the XFL, to which Manziel seemed very open. He said, any football. The 26-year-old Manziel said, any football options. Manziel then signed autographs yeah, for I mean, some. We, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the, Manziel then signed autographs for some older dude who definitely did not have the same number of children as he had items for Manziel to sign. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> this'll <laughs> this'll totally sell well back at College Station. Uh, and this is when another photographer had a more pointed follow-up question. You just want to play football? Manziel replied, that's it, man. Ball 24-7. Mm-hmm. I don't think he meant what you think he meant by that. <laughs> now, however, sports writers, and more specifically the sports writers that are still occasionally writing about Manziel, have opined that the XFL may be difficult to break into because Vince McMahon had came out and said the XFL wouldn't take players with criminal records. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, wait, Man who Manz the hell's going to play in that league? Well, Manziel's domestic violence charges were dropped. Okay. Sure. And more predictively, a fledgling sports league that is yet to launch is probably just more racist than principled. Yeah. I mean, no, I hear that. But again, what football player doesn't have a criminal record? I feel like that's a little harsh, Joel. Yeah, Vince what? McMahon is actually very what? good at vetting out uh, criminals from the WWE. I got to assume he's doing it from the... Well, yeah, you know who's not been doing that is the NFL. <laughs> I know. But I, I think well, that's because Vince McMahon needs to run the NFL. Uh, new uh, XFL commish Oliver Luck said the league would be open to signing Manziel. Lucky. If he's able to meet our standards and if our coaches think he's one of the top quarterbacks out there that can help us, certainly we have no reason not to believe he couldn't be in the mix. No reason. That is a lot of hedging. He couldn't be in the mix. Yeah, you could make a maze out of all that yeah, hedging. That was amazing. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, I think we should stand back. From a PR perspective, and really admire what just happened there, which was, he said absolutely nothing. While drumming up a little interest for the league. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, so maybe that's the XFL. But here's where the shocking news came and showed us Joel's a liar. <laughs> Someone asked, what made you decide to go by John instead of Johnny? 
Manziel said, man, I'm Johnny for life. Don't believe everything you hear. Whoa, from him? So when it comes to Manziel, you can either believe actual reporters like Dan Patrick, a man with a level of gravitas who has handed out the Vince Lombardi trophy, (laughs) or or TMZ after Mm. a night at the club. Sure. I I hear you, though I will say, I guess I technically didn't listen to the Dan Patrick show as much as I read about that interview in a Yahoo Sports article. So maybe in the interview, it's just like, yeah, call me John. (laughs) (laughs) Journalists, notoriously bad at picking up on sarcasm. Also, he looked at the camera at the end and went, gotcha, Joel. Knew it. He bought it. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Unbranded batteries, is that a Duracell? Is that an Energizer? Is that a Railvac? No, it's an unbranded battery. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. Shuttered AAF. News, news, news. Okay. <laughs> Shuttered AAF files for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Subheadline, and in bankruptcy, Chapter 7 is the last one. Ooh. That's the conclusion. I wish paragraph. that was true about the Da Vinci Code. Oh. Finish it up, Dan Brown. Also, because Chapter 7 was the best chapter right. by far. There's like 150 <laughs> chapters in that book. Right, yeah. And they should have stopped after 7. Yeah. Not just because it was too long, because 7 was the high point. Right. I remember one time I was waiting in line for a pizza in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. and everyone was drunk since 3 a.m., and we got to the front, and they changed their price like from like a dollar a slice to like a dollar fifty. I know the pizza place you're talking about. And then that liquor they, store. And then oh, they, yeah, that place. And yeah. then they said, and, and the guy goes, hey, man, like some drunk guy goes, hey, man, they, you raised your price. What's up with that? It's just like bankruptcy, chapter 7. And the guy goes, what about 11? He goes, fuck 11, 7, $1.50. I like it. <laughs> hey, that's a confident fella. <laughs> it was basically like, I'm fucked. Shut up, drunk kid. Right. That doesn't explain him raising the price at all, because chapter 7 is... Hey, um, was there still a line? Yeah. You know? Anyway, <laughs> the Alliance of American Football, which suspended operations earlier this month in the midst of its first season, filed a petition for bankruptcy uh, last Wednesday in a Texas court. We're all obviously pretty shocked at the news. Yeah, uh, yeah. it hurts. Uh, after all, how is it possible that this could happen? It's not as though a single league has maintained a government-mandated monopoly in professional football since the dawn of time or something, or that a massive network of publicly funded high schools and colleges fielding highly competitive football teams in addition to cheerleaders and marching bands and a strong sense of community. Or, wait, no, that's exactly it. That's yeah, what it is. that's There's oddly no, specific, and that yeah. makes no me think there space is. space in the football market for any more football. We do Tons have, of football. We do yeah. have a lot of football going on. Yeah, we do have a lot of football. We are disley, deeply disappointed to be taking this action, the AAF said in a statement. The AAF was created to be a dynamic, developmental, professional football league powered by an unprecedented alliance between players, fans, and the game. Cool. Unprecedented Kind of like blockchain, right? I, yeah. I like using dynamic because yeah, I feel like right? dynamic is something a lot of people use and they don't mean it. It means like things are moving. Just like it's dynamic. dynamic. I think they were really counting on you keying on dynamic because the next word is developmental. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, not a great that's word. the school you didn't want to be in. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's also their way of saying these guys aren't that good. Right. But they right. might get good if we come watch them. So. Someday. Yeah. 
They continued, the AAF uh, strove to create new opportunities for talented players, coaches, executives, and officials while providing an exciting experience for fans. So that was the goal. Yeah. We are proud of the fact that our teams and players delivered on that goal. Hey, there we go. Well, like 70%. Hey, yeah. this is Trump's Didn't... America. You just make the bold statement and then you make another one that's wrong before anyone can call you on being wrong. The I first know more time. about Afghanistan than the generals. I'm a real estate guy. Right? Neither of those statements are all that true. <laughs> real estate guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But did, did they, though? Did they deliver in their goal? Granted, I didn't see any of the games. Nobody in did. In that case, really, they didn't yeah. deliver because you would be a fan. Exactly. Well, I feel like if they would have finished the season, they could have said they delivered on right? the goal. That's where I'm like, yeah. the XFL delivered on their goal in terms of they at least did a whole season. Yeah, the Rocky rationale. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, going the distance. <laughs> the, okay. Going the I, distance. I, took yeah. me a second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the league, despite millions of dollars invested in it, uh, the bankruptcy filing showed that it had $536,160.68 in the bank and only $75,582 in licensed franchises and royalties. Uh, the money was held in three accounts, 500000 of which was in a collateral money market account, uh, $36,162.72 in an LLC operating fund, uh, Did you get that memo about how stats and numbers <laughs> yeah. on podcasts don't come over well? Yeah, Jordan, it's, it's, I'm trying to is, tell them about the finances. What is this? Do like, a lot of baseball like a, podcasts, and they the, go out of their way not to do this. This right. is like sabermetrics, but even more boring. No, I, I, uh, yeah, because those last two we're building. This last one, uh, there was forty three ninety six in an account with the Birmingham Iron name on it. Hmm. $43.96. Yeah. Did I swap savings accounts with the Birmingham Iron? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I don't think that's enough to run a football team. Not even in the AAF. Uh, like, not even a flag football team. Pretty sure unless you're looking at, like, a league entry fee, and it's not even going to cover the orange slices and the Capri Sun. Like, well, maybe they're just cash poor. They All their money's in the pads. Right. In the unis. You know. I'm glad They'll you sell asked those that, back. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that, Jordan. Uh, based on a filing of assets and liabilities, uh, the league, under its uh, limited liability corporation, which is going to be ironic when I tell you in a second here, uh, had $11,372,298.68 in assets and $48,366,188.90 in in liabilities. Ooh. Uh, hardly limited, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, this has been a very mathy news, news, news. Right, right. But uh, uh, keep it, keep brace yourself, Phil, because it keeps on coming. Now, for more analysis. <laughs> more <laughs> math. I better brace myself. In the uh, context of corporate accounting, we're going to go inside the numbers with our in-house financial expert, Joel Anderson. Inside the numbers with our in-house financial analyst, Joel Anderson. Brought to you by the Merrill Lynch Corporation. For hundreds of years, Merrill Lynch has been the finest institution in financial planning. If you want to set up a trust for your children, go to Inside the numbers. That's bad. It's real, real bad. And that's been another Inside the Numbers with Joel Anderson. Inside the Numbers with Joel Anderson brought to you by Marilyn Corporation. <laughs> if you want to make sure you have a financial security retirement, you should call up your friend in Marilyn. So, yeah, uh, somehow 
Hiring football players without any career prospects is one way to put yourself in about $35 million of debt. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how that happens, but that's what happened. I think it's because they didn't call the Merrill Lynch Corporation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those guys seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I would guess that Merrill Lynch probably could have informed them why this was a bad idea for sure. the get-go. But uh, yeah, it's also worth noting this is Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which is liquidation. Not Chapter 11, which is restructuring, but Chapter 7. Yeah, my means- pizza story... Yeah, demonstrated yeah. Holds, that. Holds oh, totally. True. That guy said, "Not only am I not making money now, I don't think I'm going to make it's money." It's all over, now. buddy. He's just trying to get rid of dough and cheese at that point. <laughs> exactly, which is why it's odd that he was charging more for it. Right, totally. Uh, if anything, that was an, it. Doesn't matter. Uh, but that means that yes, the people running the AAF, unapologetic, unapologetic cynics that they are, don't seem to believe that they can make back very much of that thirty-five million dollars in debt by operating their league. Mm. Uh, the filing also revealed that the league owes almost $10 million to its creditors. So there were creditors, staunch optimists that they are, that lent $10 million to the AAF. Hashtag not all banks. Right. Uh, among that debt, and here's where we get really interesting, guys, is $7 million owed to MGM Resorts International for quote-unquote security interest in intellectual property. I don't know about you, but I hear owed MGM resorts and security in the same sentence, and I'm already thinking one name. Who do you think that is, Jordo? Craig Gagne. <laughs> right. Okay. What's the next name after that? Korean? Jonathan Football Esquire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. MGM resorts and security alone should have been a huge red flag. Throw in debt. And yeah. So apparently they owe $7 million to a Vegas casino chain for security interest and intellectual property. Sure seems to point to the league having to try to keep their new star from having some sort of public meltdown. Dare I venture a guess? Johnny Manziel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joining us now on the podcast is uh, former Patriots tight end and Super Bowl champion Robert Gronkowski. Hi, I'm Gronk. Hey, hi, 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 hello, Gronk. It's great to meet you. It's good to be here. Hey, thank you for having me. It's great. I'm Gronk. You are Gronk. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I am so excited. I've never gotten to meet you. Yeah. I never have gotten to meet you either. (laughs) This is a first for both of us. It's great to finally meet someone who just is goes by one word, one syllable. Gronk. I'm Gronk. You say your name, people know exactly who you are. That's me. I'm Gronk. Can you say Gronkowski? I'm Gronkowski. Okay. okay. Hey, yeah, see, it's his name. That's my name. Don't be mean, yeah, Joel. I, yep. I was just asking. Well, but... congratulations on another Super Bowl championship. Thank you. I had a mishap, though. <laughs> I know uh, you. Yeah, that's you, actually. We, I we was playing the, a game, and I dented the trophy. You did. You did. Oops. <laughs> You were playing. You took the Lombardi Trophy. Yep. I took the Lombardi Trophy, and I was playing pretending baseball. Pretending baseball. (laughs) And pretending baseball doesn't work when a real ball comes and hits the trophy. And why is that? What'd you learn? The trophy dented. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, you dented the football portion oh, no. of the trophy. Yeah. It's a dent that looks exactly like a dent that would be if you like threw a baseball at like say a garage or a car. I'm drunk. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. I, I went on a little tangent there, Gronk. Oh, so no. You, you did I got to hide the dent. That's what I thought at first. I've got to hide this dent so nobody else notices besides everyone that's watching. 
Okay. I'm Gronk. <laughs> right. And so how did yes. you how did you hide the dent? What did you do? Oh, at first I just ran around saying, How do you stop this? And pointing at the dent. How do you stop this pointing at the dent? No one was helpful. Not even your teammates? Your team no. was surrounded by your teammates. My teammates were laughing at me. Oh that happens a lot. But it's yeah. in good fun, right? I'm Gronk. Okay. Yeah, and you're you're yep. a good time. I'm a good time. So I ran around saying, Help this and pointed at it. Okay. Right. Because if the coach saw, coach would get mad. Bill Belichick. Bill going. Belichick would get mad. What is your relationship like with Coach Belichick? I'm drunk. <laughs> and he's Coach Belichick. Does and he often get mad with you? Oh, he could get real mad. What is that like? Oh, sometimes he's sore. <laughs> and he gets mad. Yeah. But what does he do when he gets mad? He's sore. Okay, he yep. gets real angry. Yep. When he's mad. Yeah. I'm Gronk. Yes, you are. I didn't want to make him mad. Okay. No, you wouldn't want. Who would want? I wouldn't want to make Bill Belichick mad. No. I had a thought, so <laughs> I tried to punch the trophy from the other side <laughs> to stop the dent. To like pop uh, it out, I'm, maybe yeah. pop it out. It caused a dent on the other oh, side. Oh, yeah. no, Gronk. I'm say, that's, Gronk. It's only going to work if the pressure inside the football and the trophy is high enough, and I really doubt that was the case. I wasn't thinking about pressure. I, I was I, trying to get the dent out of the trophy. Yeah. Right. And I put a second dent in the trophy. Oh, no. I'm Gronk. Yeah. Was this one at least a little bit smaller? Could you hide it a little bit? or It was fist size. <laughs> I'm Gronk. Were you... Potentially wearing your personalized Super Bowl ring? I was wearing the personalized Super Bowl ring and it left a Super Bowl ring dent in the trophy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, indeed. Yeah. I had a thought then. Okay. <laughs> what was your next plan? Balloons don't have dents. No, they don't. No. So I thought if I blow into the top of the trophy, <laughs> the, the dents would inflate uh -huh. and go away. Okay. I'm guessing that did not work. I don't have enough air. <laughs> Oh, no. I blew right into the top, and the dents didn't do anything. Wait a minute, wait a minute. A I'm going to interrupt you. How, yep. how long did you blow? Because you might have had to blow really hard for I a long time. I blew for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah? And when I came to, I said, I'm Gronk. Yeah, okay, that tracks. But the trophy was not fixed. All right. Yep. Well, did you try anything else? You already had several thoughts in the same day. I had a thought. Okay. I thought that if... Somebody threw a ball from the other direction, and I hit the trophy with the other direction. It would pop out the other side. Isn't that this, really pretty similar to the punching it idea? It was different because this one's a ball. Yeah, this would have been the same size of the thing that created the original dent. Okay. It works sometimes when you play a YouTube video backwards and everything fixes itself. <laughs> that tracks, yeah. Okay. So I thought I could do the same with the ball. So what happened then? There was another dent. Oh, I'm Gronk. Gronk. This is not going was well. It, was it next to? Or is it like over the fist dent? Now there's four dents. Four? Four? Yep. When I ran out of air, <laughs> I fell onto the trophy. It caused another dent. Oh. I'm oh, Gronk. <laughs> this is not. Gronk, this is not going good. This is not going good for me. Yeah. And at this point, everyone else had left. Oh, no. So now the game's <laughs> left over. Fenway Park? Yeah. For, they were laughing at first, but now they found it tiresome. Okay. Well, yeah. What, what, uh, what happened when you actually showed it to Bill Belichick? Yeah, I Finally, I decided to go to a trophy store. Okay. So you're not coming clean yet. Because I would nope. say at this point, 
Maybe just come clean. He could be home any second. <laughs> so you went to a trophy store. I went to a trophy store, and I said, I need this trophy fixed. And wait, they, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you introduce yourself? I'm Gronk. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I said, I need this trophy fixed. And they said, sir, this is a pawn shop. Okay. Oh, you now were- I don't have a trophy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. How much oh. did this pawn shop overpay you for the Vince Lombardi trophy? One electric guitar. <laughs> oh, no. Now no. I have to learn how to play a guitar. <laughs> I don't think that's going to make Coach Belichick. I don't think that's going to make Coach Belichick any happier. So when Coach Belichick finally came and said, "Gronk, where's the trophy?" and I played him a beautiful ballad. What did it sound like? It went, and the lyrics were like, Uh, "I went, I'm Gronk." Well, you did learn guitar pretty fast. I learned guitar pretty. Those were just the first. Ones that I hit on the strings. Okay. Wasn't a song so much as it was a learning experience. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and what was Bill Belichick's response? Then Bill Belichick went, oh, grunk. And then we froze and the credits rolled. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sitcom all along. Oh. Okay. I'm grunk. We'll be back after these messages. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Oh, it's Wide Weird Sports! It's Wide Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. News, news, news. Damn it! What do we got this week? Yeah, sorry. On this week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Joel, we have Jeffrey Meyer. Yeah, all right, Jeffrey Uh, Meyer. Yeah, Meyer, Meyer, Owner, Owner of the... No. No, oh, this was no, the guy. This, this is, is uh, the fan who uh, caught the baseball. Yeah, that poor guy. Yeah, Jeffrey <laughs> Jeff Mayer, born November fifteenth, nineteen eighty-three. Never forget, is an American baseball fan who received media attention. What a great Wikipedia! He's an American. That Wikipedia identifies him as an American baseball fan. Yeah, he's an American baseball that's, fan. That's the best version I think I've heard. Yeah, I mean, gotta love Wikipedia. Just. What what is factually accurate? Well, yeah. it's be- it's better than like is a dump truck driver. Yeah, they <laughs> could have ended the article there. Yeah, uh, he received media attention for an incident in which he was involved as uh, as a twelve year old at a baseball game. He was just a wee youngin uh, during game one of the nineteen ninety six American League Championship Series between the New York Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles. Mayor deflected a batted ball. Hit by Derek Jeter into the Yankee Stadium stand. I, I absolutely remember I, this. I don't think he deflected it as much as he reached out and caught it before. <laughs> he kind of caught it over the fence and corralled it in. But the yeah. umpires ruled it to be a home run. That's right. Yeah. Because they were dumb. Rather than fan interference. <laughs> which which is apparently also a thing. Was. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. Ha- they clearly didn't. Yeah. They, with they, no, with they didn't no replay, I get yeah. it. But. They didn't have the angles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you when you re- If you were to replay it once. From yeah. any angle, entirely obvious. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't watching at home. They were out there yeah. in the field, you know? Uh, his action altered the course of game one as the resulting home run allowed the Yankees to tie the score. They won the game and won the series four games to one and route to winning the World Series. Yeah. 
I, I mean, mean, it's not like the Orioles were gonna. No, <laughs> probably not. But, it, but because it was Game One, yeah. I think it's fair to play the what if. But yeah, no, the Yankees would probably have, would have won that. Probably four to one. It's not like it was close, you know. Yeah, I remember really hating this shitty little kid. <laughs> oh. uh, Jeff, <laughs> I, remember, I just think it was funny. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the incident, shall we? On October 9th, 1996, never forget, the Yankees trailed the Orioles 4-3 to in the bottom of the eighth inning when shortstop Derek Jeter hit a deep fly ball into the right field where Mayer was sitting. <laughs> right fielder Tony Doresco moved near the fence and appeared to draw a bead on the ball. I guess Which that's is a saying. Hard when it's in the air, you got to get up draw there a beat, with a pen. Maybe, yeah. Is it bead? Yeah, draw, draw a bead on the ball. Like if you're aiming at something, you draw a bead on it. Okay. He's drawing a bead on the ball. That's what it says in here in quotes. To draw a bead on the ball. When then twelve-year-old Mayer clearly reached over the fence, separating the stands and the field of play nine feet below, and snatched the ball with a glove of his own. Great catch, I imagine. It was a good catch. Yeah. yeah, for a kid to catch like that, they should have been rewarded, not punished. I mean, it was a play uh, he should have made. Yeah. Right. It was. It, it was, did not require extraordinary effort. Right. If he would have dropped it, it would have been more of a story. Oh, he had a beat on the ball is what you're saying. Yeah, That makes really, sense. He really drew a beat that. on it. Yeah. I think I, I've been misusing this all my, li- all my life. Because oh. when I would say, I would say, we would, I would say, I got a beat on it when I'm in the outfield. When you pick up the ball, you got a beat on it. That's what I thought. Now I know. It says bead. No, I believe you that I've been using this wrong my whole life now. Yeah. So I think if you're like aiming down a rifle barrel, sometimes I, they got like a. I understand a now that this etymology makes total sense to me. Yeah. This might explain why all your, uh, where all your baseball teammates thought you were an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would do it among other things. Yeah. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Stop bringing that hockey stick to practice every day, right? Yeah. Whoa. Probably didn't think so much of you. Well, the baseball fans are permitted to catch and keep balls hitting to the stands. The Major League Baseball rulebook states that, quote, a spectator reaches out of the stands or goes on the playing field and touches a live ball. Spectator interference is to be called. Yeah. Unquote. Yeah. That's what this was. Right field umpire Rich Garcia, who's apparently blind. <laughs> immediately ruled the play a home run tying the game 4-4 four to four, despite the protest of Teresco and Orioles manager Davey Johnson the latter was ejected for the ensuing argument like a good coach oh yeah that's Stood up game tying home run in the postseason right if you're not going to get thrown out then when are you so then the Yankees won the game in the 11th inning on a Bernie Williams walk off home run oh, that too. feel the burn The Orioles maintained their protest of the mayor's uh, play after the conclusion of the game, but the protest was denied by American League President Gene Budig because judgment calls cannot be protested, apparently. A very sensible uh, uh, policy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. After viewing the replay, Garcia admitted that there was spectator interference, so he maintained the ball was not catchable. So I would have uh, done that. That's wrong. I don't know why you'd admit to being wrong about the one thing and not the other, especially when, again, there's no replay. He had to do it in in person. I don't know. He works for baseball. Who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, of course. Inside the money with finance <laughs> analyst Joel Anderson. There we go. Money, 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 money. Joel Anderson. I'm a real estate guy. <laughs> Garcia's contention was the ball was not catchable. 
has been disputed. Had Garcia ruled it spectator interference, he would have then used his own judgment to determine what the most likely outcome of the play would be, either an out or awarding Jeter a given number of bases. Which is kind of crazy to think that the umpire has that power for fan interference, could decide out, or he could say single, double, triple. Home run. One of the only times in the game that that sort of, like... Well, yeah, there's a few, but it's, yeah, when it's fan interference, they actually have the, eh, here's what I think would have happened. Yeah. That's why when I go to the baseball game, I'm watching the umpire because that's where the real game is happening. They're the ones determining the outcomes, you know? I'll tell you, I feel like this is, uh, I always, like, I feel like the best fans, you can tell that it's, like, when when they're at home and there's, like, a ball that just clips inside the base and it goes hard into the corner, Mm -hmm. they know that it's, like, if it's the other team and there's a man on first, they'll, like, pick it up and be like, oh, whoops, I was just an eager fan going for what I thought was a foul ball. But then if it's their team, everyone's like, back, back, nobody... Well, so, yeah. 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 Though there's nothing more frustrating when you're at The dumb fans, then, yeah. yeah. Look, I got a ball. Like 12-year-olds? Yeah, well, it's basically if you reach down and pick up a ball that has gone foul, you're technically not allowed, but if you do that, they automatically get a double. Yeah. Well, usually a double because, again, the ump gets to award bases. <laughs> but those are some of those times it could have been a triple. If the fan didn't scoop it up and they just let it like bounce off the wall or whatever. That's fair. Or even if it's just there's a runner on first, very well could have scored. You put one in the corner like that. Get stopped at third if the fan picks it up. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Yeah, it's fun playing out hypothetical situations where a fan could interfere. Maybe they'd be rewarding a basis. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we'd like to bring back Robert Gronkowski to give you our contact information. I'm Gunk. Hey, Gronk. Could you do us a favor and just read this piece of paper? You can read this piece of paper. Yes. Could you read what's on the piece of paper? It's our contact information. You can contact Jordan by calling his no, phone. No, 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 <laughs> no. You no, can no, contact no. Joel by calling yeah, his please, phone. Please don't do that. I'm grunk. Right. You know, okay. it's, it, there's our email there. It's sports, sports, sports. You at, can find it at sports, sports, sports at gmail.com. Very good. And our Twitter, sports, sports, sports send podcast. pictures. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. There you go. I'm grunk. Yep. Also, our Facebook there. Facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. And our new podcast home there. You can sound that out. Anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. Very good, Gronk. There you go. We are Gronk. What? It's from Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you very much, Gronk. I'm Gronk. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. News, news, news. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.